and welcome to the Good Health Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Good, a registered nutritional therapy practitioner and functional medicine practitioner. Join me as we explore thyroid, brain and fatigue conditions with positivity. From Hashimoto's to multiple sclerosis, chronic fatigue to adrenal dysfunction, I've got you covered. With expert advice and tips to help you take action now and inspiring real patient stories from successful individuals who refuse to let their health hold them back. Start your journey to good health today. And don't forget to come and join the conversation on Instagram at good underscore health, that's G-O-O-D-E. Or visit my website at nicolegoodhealth.com to find out more. In this episode, we welcome Hayley Tamadin, British actress and proud mum to the Good Health podcast. Hayley's already had a long career in the entertainment industry, starting her journey from a young age. Many of you will know her from her portrayal as a member of the iconic Dingle family in Emmerdale, For others, you may recognize her as Andrea Beckett from Coronation Street. Not one to stop there if you didn't catch her in a soap. You may have seen her in hit productions on stage, such as Chicago or the Rocky Horror Show, or learning a new skill in Dancing on Ice, which led to her radio show with Dancing on Ice pro Dan Whiston. And if you haven't seen her on TV, you may have seen her on Instagram, dancing with her new best friend and entertaining the nation. What you may not know about Hayley, though, is some of the health battles that she has faced. Hayley talks to me today about her recent diagnosis of Hashimoto's thyroiditis, the impact of trauma, stress, diet and lifestyle on her health, but more importantly, how she stays positive, where she finds happiness and what she's doing to support herself moving forwards. Let's jump into this hugely positive conversation. Hayley, welcome to the Good Health Podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's brilliant to have you here. I'm so pleased that you're doing this. Um, (laughs) So for people who don't know, uh, you know, you've recently been diagnosed with thyroid issues and we're going to jump into that in a moment. But before we kind of get into the sort of the thyroid side of things, I'd love to talk a little bit about your lifestyle prior to you having the diagnosis. Uh, Yeah, we know that you are a very busy woman. You (laughs) (laughs) you know, um, you're an actress. You are a mum. You've done soaps like Emmerdale and Coronet Street. You... I imagine they're pretty intense to film as well. I imagine you know, the that sort of um, in terms of getting scripts and the turnaround and everything on a on a soap is is pretty intense. You've yeah, done, huge. Yeah, I would imagine, and you know, you've done theatre as well, which I assume is pretty intense as well. And doing that sort of every night, you've done things like Dancing on Ice. You know, I imagine I imagine you require a vast amount of energy for the lifestyle that you that you lead. Uh, and you keep really, really busy with all of it. So can you tell us, like, you know, what was an average day, sort of week? What does that look like for you when when you're, you know, working and you're a mom and you're managing all of these projects that you work on? The thing is, I think for me, I have to separate this. So before I had Jasper, I was uh, a girl that thought she she couldn't have kids. I, I got to my 40s. And I've not had any children and was told I probably couldn't have children. But I lived an exceptionally busy life, career-wise, social-wise. And when I was a kid, people would say I was like a Duracell bunny. I had so much energy. I never, ever, ever stopped. But the one thing I always did have all throughout my life, I've always had bowel issues, right? Okay. Which were always labeled as IBS, Okay. Yeah. That sort of generalized term where we don't really know what that is, but it's just sort of, there's something there and going on. Yeah. And I've had it since I was tiny. You know, my mom would take me to the doctors with bowel issues when I was a kid. 
And I've lived with this bowel thing, whatever it is. So many times it's put me in hospital. So many times it's wiped me out and kept me in bed for a few days. But my mindset, and hopefully my mindset continues to be positive, has always been, well, you know what? That's happened. Let's move on. We'll deal with it. And you move on to the next thing. Then I had Jasper and I was 43 and I had Jasper and very quickly everything changed. And I sometimes now say I wish I could go back to when I had him and start that process again because I had really bad postnatal depression. And then I had really bad issues with my partner. And in the end, he we've, we've separated and now it's just me and Jasper. And I have the most incredible boy I never thought I'd ever get. But from having him, things just seem to go downhill health-wise. Right. And what I've kind of come to the fact is that your body is the most incredible thing in the world, right? Yeah. How it handles trauma, I never really thought of before I had Jasper. I would just deal with things. I got ill, I dealt with it, I'd move on, you know, and I lived this really busy life and I was always full of energy and trauma is a huge trigger for autoimmunity and I think people don't always necessarily realize that but it is it's yeah I I didn't I didn't know this I I, it was only till somebody told me I had no idea the amount of trauma I've been through in the past couple of years is huge the effect that's had on my body I now know is massive I was always ill the past couple of years I'm just always ill in and out of hospital with things I've had meningitis twice I had COVID so bad it put me in hospital the I constantly getting ill is not me it's no and and that wears you down and then you think well I'm tired because I'm just a single mom who's trying to work and earn, but also take care of a child. I'm I'm going through and trying to heal myself on this trauma journey I've been on with my ex-partner. All of this is like, it's a lot, right? It's a lot. And then you put your health things just down to actually, do you know what? This is just me because of what I'm going through and lifestyle. And I just have to kind of accept it and put up with it. And Correct. I wasn't eating very well. I've become this mom that like you know I was doing panto I was getting up at 5 30 in the morning I would get up get myself ready for panto luckily I was doing it in my hometown last year I would get Jasper in nursery bang on 8 a.m then I would drive to panto and via panto I would drive past McDonald's and have a McDonald's breakfast yeah right because if I ate something at that time, and this is just ridiculous, the thought process that I had there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why wasn't I doing this at home? I was getting up early enough, but no, I'd go to McDonald's and get a McDonald's breakfast and then I've eaten something. And then I do two shows in a day. I go home, I pick Jasper up, I go put him to bed and I do the whole thing again. And we all do this. Everybody has their own story and everybody works so hard I but know it's being this, on that right? treadmill isn't it it's that sort of it's, it's yeah. hard to get off once you're on that treadmill it's very difficult to you know you had yeah. it you know you've got a child you've got a career you know and it's very difficult to step off that treadmill once you're on it yeah and, and what you don't realize pattern. true and what you don't realize is the effect oh, I say I don't realize 
you do know in the back of your head, you know that eating a McDonald's every day is not <laughs> healthy. You know this, but we still do this, right? We still do it. So my body isn't changing. I didn't put any weight on over Panto because I'm doing two shows a day. I yeah, felt on great. the go. Yeah, I'm on the go. I'm doing a job that I love. I'm so happy. Things feel okay. Then Panto stops and my body goes, Ugh. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is – because I'm not having the McDonald's every day now. I'm eating my mum and dad's healthy cooked food every night. And I I remember thinking after Panto, I'm ill again. I'm tired. I feel like I get up in the morning and within an hour I can go back to sleep. I ache all the time and there's something wrong. Things like my balance, my balance I kept falling over. Why am I falling over? Oh, it must just be because I'm tired. You That's know? a really interesting one because I see a lot of a lot of thyroid patients have that. They have the balance issue and they don't realize the connection between the thyroid and the brain. Yeah. And we see a lot of there's, there's an area of the brain called the cerebellum and you get cerebellum degeneration in people who have thyroid. And a lot of people don't realize, but we see it with things like balance issues. And if you ask people to sort of stand up and close their eyes, you might slightly see them sort of tilting to one side or they might walk into door frames quite a lot and find they've got bruises and they think, how have I got those bruises? And, you know, little things like that. And actually they can be signs of thyroid, but people don't realize they don't make the connection. You just put things down to tiredness. And that's what I kept doing. And then I started gaining weight. I probably actually, I started gaining weight last year and just kind of put it down. I am a foodie and I love food, right? I yeah. I eat, I love food. My whole family are foodies. I'm half Persian, so we eat a lot of Persian food. And I started to put a bit of weight on. But I just go to the gym because I go to the gym, right? So I'm going yeah. to the gym, but I'm not losing the weight now. So something has changed. My bowel issues get worse. Things are getting worse. And then you kind of go, okay, something isn't right. And another little thing that kept happening, and this happened in in the space of two weeks, I was suddenly covered in skin tags. Okay. Little tiny skin tags. I'm like, why? (laughs) Where are you coming from? And I went to the doctor. I have a fantastic doctor. I'm so grateful for her. She's just wonderful. And I sat down and I said, something isn't right. And I think I'm menopausal. I said, uh, my brain, my brain is just like, I can't remember what I've just said. And I'm stuttering over my words, which I've never done before. And I said, the the weight gain, my moods, everything is changing. I feel ill all the time. And the first thing she said was, let's check your thyroid. That's really good because I know a lot of people who go to the doctor repeatedly with, you know, symptoms like that and they struggle to get that the testing done and, the, and gets the right thing so you're really lucky to have that the a doctor behind you who is doing that a hundred percent and that's what I'm hearing from a lot of people now since I went on morning live and talked about this so many people have contacted me to ask how did you get your doctor to listen to you and, yeah. and things along those lines now I'm you know I, I have a fantastic doctor I'm very lucky I, I don't know what other people's situations are but personally I think, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but if you've got all these symptoms, I would just ask the question, you know, is it possible to get a blood test? Yeah. If, if, if people are aware that these symptoms can be linked to thyroid, then you can go to your doctor and say, you know, 
is it possible to have that thyroid blood test done? You know, can yeah. we get that done? Can we check it? And I yeah. think if people are more aware of the symptoms, and that's why it's great people like you speaking out, because if people are aware of those symptoms, they can go and ask that question that may then get them the right blood test to, you know, if, if they've got a doctor that isn't necessarily one who is doing these tests, sounds like you were lucky that you did have, but a lot of people that come to me, they don't, they haven't had that. And yeah. I think that's it. I think it's education, being able to, um, you know, know what to ask and almost guide your own healthcare as well, be involved in it, you know, rather than just leaving it up up to other, you know, doctors or practitioners, but being able to be a part of it and understand what's, you know, what's going on in your body, I think is really important. hundred percent, a hundred percent. And only you knows your body, only exactly. you knows, you know, and this is such um, partially quite a hidden disease because on the outside, especially when I'm at work, I am like this, you know, I'm super yeah. positive. Let's get the job done. And then I get home and I lay down on the bed and I can't move sometimes. And I'm like, why? What's wrong? And then you blame yourself. And then yeah. you're like, come on, get, you know, get up, get you. But actually what my body's telling me is that you just need to lay down for an hour. Yeah. And people probably look at you and see what you're doing and look on, you know, see you. We were just talking before this started about you dancing on Instagram, you know, and all of this. And they probably see that really bubbly side of you because you have a a wonderful bubbly personality and that really comes across. And people see that and probably think, well, she's not really that tired, you know, and and sort of sort of almost judge you on on that personality that you put out there. Listen, Instagram is not. Of course you do. Instagram, as I've said in many posts before, is not real, right? And the 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 people, the celebs or well-known faces that come on there and use the platform in a really good way to talk about issues like this, they're the ones you want to follow. They're the, yeah. you know, go follow those. Me, my happiness, my my positive happy vibes come from when I am dancing when I'm with my best friend when we're laughing laughter is the best medicine I think in the world and when you know we've all got trauma I think in our lives at some stage we've gone through something and for me now things feel quite balanced in my life they feel quite settled yes I'm always thriving to work I need to work to support my baby there's just me and him you know, I don't have outside money coming in, so I have to work. So yeah. little things like that, that's that's one thing. My happy place is when I'm working, when I'm dancing, when I'm being silly. And those things are really important for you to put into your life as well. However you can, laugh. Put a silly TV show on that makes you laugh and have a laugh and, and, and do something that's a bit ridiculous. And then if you need to go home like I do and lie down, this morning, I got up and took Jasper to nursery. I came home and I laid on the bed. And I, we live with my parents. And my mum and dad both shouted, you okay up there? And I was like, yeah. I, do you know what? I'm just doing nothing. I'm just <laughs> laying. Yeah. I literally laid on the bed for two solid hours and just gave myself a breather, you know, just a chance to have a rest. I went to the gym yesterday. I feel great for that. Because I'm I'm doing things that I love. I love going to the gym. But before I had this diagnosis, I'd go to the gym, feel absolutely exhausted, and not have an answer for it, not understand why. Yeah. The best part of this for me was getting an answer. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
I've got Hashimoto's. Oh, that's an autoimmune disease. Oh, right. So how can I fix that? Well, there's no cure for it. Okay, but how can I make it better for myself? It's all a mindset, I think. Yeah. And if you can put that little positive spin on your mind and go, okay, this we've got this. Now we're going to work out how to make it better, how we can cope with it. If we get tired, don't beat yourself up. Have a rest. You know, yeah. we can sit 100%. and rest. It's all of these things that personally for me, I want to help other people to understand because I'm not a doctor. I'm, a, I'm learning this as I'm going along. Um, and I'm learning from people like you. You know, I followed yeah. you straight away and I'm looking at what, and I'm learning, constantly learning things. And people are saying, go gluten-free, go dairy-free, you know, stop drinking alcohol, stop doing this. And so this is a personal journey for each and every person. I have yeah. really bad IBS. Cutting out gluten, cutting out dairy. Um, I haven't stopped drinking alcohol. Um, I, I like a glass of Prosecco <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a Friday yeah. night, you know? Why now, not? <laughs> I, I am trying things, but some things won't work for everyone because we're all no. individual. And that's what I always say in clinic. It has to be. So people sort of, sometimes people say to me, why, you know, do you do shorter packages or do you do, do you just do like a one-off consultation? And I always say to people, no, I don't. I work with people. Minimum I work with people is three months. And I say the reason for that is because there isn't, I can't just give you a diet. There isn't a, you know, the autoimmune diet that is going to solve all of these problems. There is, you know, you will read about things like the AIP, the autoimmune paleo and things like that. But I mean, I've had people come to me who've been doing autoimmune paleo for like years and it's such a restrictive diet that actually it's done them other harm because they're on such a restrictive diet they're not getting the nutrients they need and things like that and these diets always need to be personalized and everybody is different and you know I could have five of you with Hashimoto's in front of me and the underlying trigger the underlying cause of that Hashimoto's could be different in each person 100% so the, what we do needs to be you know, different. Some could have hormone imbalances. They could have mold toxicity. They, you know, there's all different things that can be going on that can be pushing that autoimmunity up. And it's finding those for the individual is so important. And that means that there isn't, you know, the set diet, you know, the autoimmune or the Hashimoto yeah. diet. It's a personalized, it's a personalized process. And, you know, you've, you've kind of touched on this, but just how did you kind of navigate the process of, accepting and adjusting to life with a chronic illness I know you said for you that getting that diagnosis and it was the same it was the same for me getting the diagnosis for me was uh, was a relief I'd had sort of yeah. 15 years without a diagnosis so for me getting it I was like oh, thank god I finally know what's happening so for me it was a it was a good thing it was a positive thing but I know there are people out there who really you know they struggle with getting a diagnosis and they maybe are not don't see the sort of the positive side of it um but how did you how did you kind of navigate that acceptance? Because I think, like you said, mindset around the acceptance of a, of a diagnosis is really important. Yeah, I I knew nothing about Hashimoto's, nothing about it. Uh, so when she told me I had it, I was a bit like, oh, oh, OK. And then I looked it up and read about all of the symptoms. And as I'm reading it, I'm going, oh, this is me this is me, you know, I've got this and I've got that yeah. and that's why I'm tired. And, I'm, and it was almost like I say in my video, I, I, I kind of sobbed with happiness that I understood why I felt like this. 
it wasn't just because I was a tired mom. You know, of course, moms are tired. We're all tired. Yeah. But I had an answer for, for why suddenly, well, maybe not suddenly, who knows how long I've had it, my energy is depleting and I'm just not, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm gaining weight and my muscles are aching more. But it wasn't just I'm getting older. There was a reason. And I think yeah. to find out that reason was was brilliant for me. Then my mindset, um, whether or not that's because how, how I'm rigged up here, but straight away, I'm like, OK, how do we make this positive? How can we change things to make things better my main thing was the weight gain and the fatigue two things for me and my personal well-being I knew I had to address um I go to the gym more I lift more weights which I am so obsessed with lifting weights I'm surprised I'm not a bodybuilder by now (laughs) I love it um I do less cardio and the yeah. cardio I do is in my dance videos that you see. <laughs> and I kid you not, I do one making one of those videos and I have to sit down for half an hour afterwards. I'm absolutely <laughs> exhausted. But they make me so happy. And happiness is such a big key factor to how a person feels and how... Uh, that's what I think. I Correct me if I'm wrong, because obviously, again, I'm not a doctor, but I just think when you feel happy, other things are happy. You're ill less, you know, when you have trauma in your life and things are going wrong in your life, suddenly we can, we can feel like everything's kind of doing this on us and it gets worse and worse. There's got to be that mindset where we go, okay, let's change this. Let's try and sort this. And how can we do it where it doesn't feel like a burden? Cutting gluten, sugar and dairy out of my diet when all I eat is ham sandwiches and chocolate. (laughs) was so hard and have I fully done it no I've cut what I've done I've cut all added sugar yeah for me that's massive I don't have sugar in my tea and coffee anymore when I was having two I don't have any sugar on my cereal I haven't had a I've had a gluten-free chocolate bar (laughs) I've I've not had a chocolate bar in weeks like I don't even know who I am anymore. <laughs> but you know what? It was a little challenge for me to do that. And I've succeeded in that. Right. So that that's one thing I've tried. Cut out gluten. I have cut out gluten hugely. Have I cut yeah. it out completely? Um, no, I think there's maybe been a handful of times where I've probably had a meal with some gluten in it. Have I felt horrific or guilty the next day? No. No, it's not beating yourself up about it. No, dairy. I have cut out a lot of dairy um, and I'm now on coconut milk and oat milk. Yeah. Which are delicious, by the way. I don't know if people are a bit like, oh, you know, they are so delicious. Yeah. Um, But it is, you just have to test these things and it takes time. This is not an overnight fix or solution or things won't change overnight this is a test so I've got IBS and here's something I've noticed recently you might be able to help me with this but recently (laughs) I feel like I am bloating and bloating and bloating way more than ever before right so now I've got to readdress this because 
Well, did I always bloat like this when I ate gluten? No, not really. Maybe the gluten slowed my energy down. But this bloating is new, right? So is it something in the coconut milk? Is it something in the gluten-free products that I've been trying? It's another, now it's another, okay, now I've got to eliminate something to find out what find out what that is and what's going on and and I think and sometimes it can be you've touched on one there that it it often can be for people because people go gluten-free and and for me as a practitioner I know some practitioners are like you know 100% you've got to be 100% perfect from day one and that's that's the only way it'll be and you know I've been I've been on the other side of this so I've been the patient before I was the practitioner so I know how hard this is and I am very much of the opinion, you know, if you can kind of get yourself to 80, 20 and don't beat yourself up about the 20, because again, that like you're saying, that positive mindset thing, staying positive around all of this and not beating yourself up, not getting down on yourself about it. If you can kind of do that, you're on the right track and you're doing really well. And it will take time to build these new things in and this new lifestyle. And anyway, it's like, like you're saying, it's a complete change. It's, you know, for you, I mean, for you, massively a complete change going from, you know, chocolate bars and sugar and McDonald's breakfast and all of that to how you are now. I mean, it's a huge change and you've done amazingly well to do that. But the, one of the things I do see that people do is they sort of go, I'm going to cut gluten out. And actually what they do is replace it. foods yeah. come into the diet as, you know, gluten-free alternatives. And actually there's some really great, like natural gluten-free foods out there that you don't, you don't need to be buying the processed stuff. And sometimes people go, oh, I'm actually, you know, a bit like you're saying, you know, I'm actually, I'm more bloated or I feel maybe a bit more tired or, you know, things like this. And I'm like, okay, let's look at what you've actually switched because sometimes yeah. the switches are not always healthy. And people think, you know, if there's something in a supermarket and it says gluten-free and it's on the aisle, it must be a health food. It must be because it's in the healthy section, right? Because they yeah. call it the healthy food section. So it's got to be healthy, but it's so not the case. You know, there's there are, you know, things, there's things that are absolutely fine, like your coconut yogurts and coconut, you know, milk and stuff like that are fine. But there are things that are on those healthy food aisles and things like that, that are heavily processed and processed foods are not good for autoimmunity. So it is, it's learning and understanding about foods and what you yeah. can make, how you can make those replacements to make sure that you, you're keeping healthy and still getting everything in the diet as well. Because sometimes yeah. people go really restrictive with it as well. That's the other thing they do. It's like, I'm going to just keep, I'm going to cut out gluten. I'm going to cut out dairy. I'm going to cut out the next thing. And they just keep cutting food groups out and end up yeah. actually where they've not got enough nutrients in the diet. Yeah, exactly. Right. I would cut, you know, gluten and dairy are things that we would cut, we would cut out, but it is making sure that you're, you're replacing those with, positive food choices and yeah. enough in there I think um for me it was because you know my career a lot of my career especially when I was young and I was dancing a lot as a kid and you know um and being on telly it's always been well you've got to watch what you eat you've got to be careful with certain you know but I'm a foodie and I've I've been it's not a secret to anybody I tell everybody <laughs> I love to eat I love food I love chocolate that's my biggest downfall, chocolate. I love it. So cha- making these changes, has you can't make these changes and feel negative about it. And no. that's what I want to try and help people with because people message me a lot on Instagram saying how down they feel and they're cutting this out and it's not working and nothing's changing. And, and these, these changes you're making, they're not going to fix this problem overnight. It might take a long time. What the changes you're doing is, and I, and this is where we talk about certain foods, you're putting more 
goodness and good stuff into your diet. So, for example, I've brought my lunch with me today because I'm about to do my radio show after I finish with you. And um, usually, right, I'm going to just show you this. <laughs> I've got my little boy's lunch bag with me. <laughs> but usually this would have, when I first started doing this radio show, it would have a whole packet of chocolate biscuits, like Kit Kats or penguins or whatever. Um, it would have a ham and cheese sandwich, a packet of crisps and a bottle of water, you know. Um, now it's got some gluten-free crackers, right, which I'm again testing the water with because I'm unsure whether gluten-free stuff like this is helping this bloating that I've got or not. So I'm testing the water. But I've had some actually and I'm not bloated, so it might not be that, <laughs> right? I've got a whole bag of carrots I've got a pot of hummus that I've made at home and I've got an apple. Okay? I love this. I love that we're going through your lunchbox. Right? I know because this is really important. <laughs> it is. This, this is, um, you're going to laugh at this. This is my sweet treat. Some of my son's <laughs> crispy tiddlers that are gluten-free, dairy-free and sugar-free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, I never in a million years thought I'd pack a lunchbox like that, which sounds ridiculous. Um, but I'm so enjoying eating really good stuff. I'm enjoying it. In the morning, I bought a juicer, which I spent a bit of money on because I wanted to get a good one. Um, but I'm so glad I did. So every morning, I have a glass of celery juice, which apparently is the, the thing to try, right? Because I, I read it somewhere. But you know what? I actually think that's been helping. And I've been doing it for about six weeks now, having a, a glass every morning of celery juice. I actually really enjoy it. And it feels like it hydrates me and it makes me feel good. So why yeah. not? Right. And sometimes it is as simple as it is. It's actually it's making you drink something that's hydrating you as opposed yeah. to necessarily, you know, being this, the celery itself. Sometimes it's the little thing like it's the fact that it's actually hydrating you first thing in the yeah. morning. Yeah. Whereas normally we live that life where we, we get up and we rush out and, you know, maybe we have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or something yeah. like that. And we go whizzing out the door. You know, it's actually making you do it. And it's making me every morning. I'm getting up a bit earlier in the morning. I mean, I get, you know, I'm up at the crack of dawn anyway. I've got a three year old, but I actually get up half an hour earlier now than him. I go downstairs. I make myself my juice and I set make myself a smoothie to bring to work with me, which is full of. Oh, I've I put a post out about my smoothies all the time, but they're full of really good stuff anyway. And sometimes I'll have a carrot and ginger. I add turmeric to things. Yeah, you know, for so anti-inflammatory. Yeah, and I do a lot of uh, again. Never thought I'd say this, but I do a lot of natural stuff, right? Because yeah. I don't really want to be taking medicine or tablets all the time. I've done that. I've been on a lot of medication. Um, for different things and with this when my doctor said actually you're you don't actually need to go on medication right now with your um uh t, t, t uh, remind me yeah levels only being slightly elevated and I straight away went no 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 medication let's just let's just see what happens with this let me just yeah. change my I want, diet I, actually, I wanted to talk to you about this because I think you know medication obviously it's a very personal decision for different people some people will want to be or will need to be straight on medication. Other people for other people, you know, like you, like you're saying, your TSH level is only slightly elevated. There's not necessarily a, a, an important need for you to get straight on it. 
particularly yeah. if it's balanced and we're not seeing, you know, it's not spiking and things like this. Yeah. But it is personal for everybody. But there, for some people, there is time where you can, you know, you can try protocols and things first and see what works for you and see if you can bring those levels, uh, you know, back down to a normal sort of a normal level. And you've just said yeah. that for you, that de- decision was quite instant. But you know, was it some, did you think about taking the medication or was it just a complete, you were just, because you felt that those levels were okay, you just went straight in with, no, I, I really want to take the natural approach. And, and did yeah. you feel supported and kind of informed around taking that choice? It, my doctor straight away, and I trust her with everything. She's just brilliant. My doctor said, um, I, I don't really want to put you on medication right now for this. Do you agree? And my instinct straight away was, if she's saying that, because I trust her so much, um, that that for me is a, a very quick decision. And I said to her, okay, I'll I can do this with with let's try it with other things. Let's first of all address my diet, okay? Because <laughs> I eat what I want when I want. Let's address it. Now here's the thing. Years ago, if I'd have addressed my diet the way I have now, when I was training for Dancing on Ice, maybe, and I was going to the gym every day, and um, I, I cut a lot of things out of my diet years ago to train and get fit for Dancing on Ice, I lost weight so fast, it was like a click of the fingers and I dropped weight. Even a few years ago, I I dropped weight. Yeah. Now, for some reason, it, it's absolutely impossible. Had I have done this diet for six weeks, not diet, can't call it a diet. It's a change of food habits. Change of lifestyle, yeah. Change of lifestyle. It's not a diet. Sorry, I should never have said that word. Um, I hate that word as well. (laughs) Um, Had had I have done this uh, ages ago, I'd have lost weight very quickly. I haven't lost any weight, okay? But yet I'm obviously eating such good ingredients Please don't let that put you off. Don't do this and go, but I, but I haven't lost any weight, so it's not working. So, but this is about every oh. part of your body. It's about your brain. It's about yeah. your bowels. It's about your fatigue levels. It's, I think, um, again, you're the doctor. And all, the, the, all the inflammatory processes in the body yes. as well. You know, that it's the things we don't see. And I think that particularly with, with gluten as well, gluten has such an impact in the body that we, don't see you know people always think oh well you know I don't have gut issues and it's like some people who have problems with gluten don't get gut issues at all they might get brain fog instead and the brain fog can be being caused by the gluten and they think because it's not a a gut symptom it's not it's not going to be the gluten but some people don't get any symptoms but we know we know that gluten so gluten opens up these um tight junctions in the intestine wall and let's things lets molecules through into the bloodstream and the idea is that with these junctions that they open up just a certain amount to let nutrients and the things that we want through the good stuff and it doesn't let the bad stuff which is larger molecules through gluten actually opens up these tight junctions further so they can open up wider and then we get the rubbish getting through into the bloodstream what that means is something's got to come along and clean that up and the thing that has to come along and clean that up is your immune system So if you're eating gluten and you're opening up those tight junctions and the rubbish is getting into the bloodstream, your immune system's got to be switched on all the time. And if your immune system is switched on all the time, you're at risk of an autoimmune flare up because that is what autoimmunity is. It's that over overactive immune system. So, you know, there's things that are happening, processes that are happening in the body that we don't 
you know, we don't necessarily see as a symptom, but we know that these things will be flaring up autoimmunity and you might be seeing different symptoms going on around the body or, you know, other things happening and like the fatigue or brain fog or, you know, like you're saying, the weight gain, things like that. And I think it's important. I always say to people when they come and work with me, look, you know, yes, weight might be one of the things we want to look at, but don't look at this as a weight loss program. Yeah. Look at it as a health program. This is about 100%. protecting your health for the rest of your life, not about just a quick weight loss win. You know, that's not what we're after. 100%. And I I mean, I can't speak on behalf of everybody, but certainly for me, I, you know, it's I'm not... It's not like I'm dropping loads of weight and I'm in the gym three times a week and I'm dancing my socks off on my Instagram videos and I'm (laughs) eating so well. But what I am doing, I know full well, I am building muscle. I'm getting fitter. I feel better. You know, I I look at myself working out and I'm training and I'm lifting weights. I think I'm I'm 46 and I'm, I'm pretty darn fit. I'm doing all right. And I've got an autoimmune disease. So give myself a break. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. go easy on yourself. You have to go easy on yourself with this. It, As I keep saying, and we all keep saying, it's not going to fix overnight. It's just a process. And it's a little journey for you to go on. And if you can keep a positive mindset about it, I, I promise you it will feel better. It, it will. You might still feel tired or you might still have these symptoms, but the mindset, get behind yourself. And give yourself a break. And the mindset thing, really, it just really helps. Yeah, it does. And I think as well, something else that you've you've kind of touched on, you said, you know, things like being happy, going out and laughing, being with your best friends, relationships as well. And also you've talked about the other side of that, the, the trauma of a bad relationship in your Huge. life, which we know yeah. can act as a trigger as well. And I think relationships yeah. as well are so important when you've got autoimmunity, having good healthy positive people in your life and yeah. those relationships that you like you're saying you know you can go out and just have a laugh and yeah you've got, you know you've got somebody to talk to in you know if there's bad times going on but they're also there for the happy times and the laughing and you know that's so important as well I think relationships play a lot of people think it all just comes down to diet and a diet yes plays a huge part but you know, exercise plays a part and sleep plays a part, stress plays a part, mindset, you know, relationships. It's about yeah. building all of that stuff out. And I think having positive relationships and yeah, percent is a huge thing. I, 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 you know, I'm a very, um, I'm a positive person. When other people come to me, other friends come to me with their issues or, you know, if they've got relationship problems or anything like that. Um, I, I'm so good at steering them in the right direction. And, you know, my my thing is, is if something makes you unhappy, keep it at arm's length. If you feel that there's toxic around you, step aside from it. Don't, you know, don't let it enter your energy field. But sometimes that is impossible because yeah. you might live with that or you might have that every day at your workplace. or you might, it's hard. And that for me is where I knew what I brought, I think, trauma and stress are the two things I think made me really poorly and were making me continually poorly are are those two things and it's taken me a lot to kind of and therapy a lot of therapy as well to go okay just take a step back from that and let's see how we can make this situation better you know because I don't I don't want to be ill I'm a single mom there's no way I can be ill I there's not you know 
that's it so and it is partly about protecting your future as well to be my word yeah. to be able to bring him up and you know well, it's all I think about it's all I think about is keep healthy keep fit especially now I've been diagnosed with this I, I have been told um by numerous people that where you get one autoimmune disease surely it will come with a second one the um, average is or, five so once oh, you've great, won okay. the average the average is that you get a five which <laughs> is a, is something that you know I think really pe- people hear it and they're just like oh great yeah. but you know that's why if you do get diagnosed with one it's so important to work on it because yes they're incurable we can't cure them if they are no. chronic illnesses you, you have them for life but you can push them back down that sort of autoimmune spectrum and into remission and live well with them. And if you can keep your immune system balanced and people always say, we want to do things to boost your immune system. No, we don't. We don't want to boost your immune system. We want a balanced immune system. Yeah. And if you can keep it balanced and do things to support that, then your risk of developing those further autoimmune diseases massively reduces yeah. and or, or at the very least pushes them back. So you will start them, you know, older when you're you know much older than you sort of maybe would have done and it is about preventative medicine and it's about protecting your future with them yeah I had him when I was pregnant with Jasper and obviously now we'll I don't suppose we'll ever know if this is connected or anything but um I I got a lump in my neck when I was pregnant and it literally came I looked in the mirror one hour and it wasn't there and the next hour there was a lump here and it terrified me. And I was doing a show at the time in London, in the West End, and I was three months pregnant. And I went straight to my doctor in London and said, what, what is that? And he said, I, we need to get that scanned ASAP. That's looking like it's on your thyroid. And it was a thyroid nodule yeah. um, that was massively inflamed. And then they had to keep an eye on it and keep taking my blood and stuff like that. And you just... I forgot about it. I forgot about that. A few years ago, I had a swelling on my pituitary gland. Again, connected okay. to hormones. Yeah. Um, and again, did... that's the thyroid brain link. Because yeah. The, but you know, no one told pituitary... me that. No, but it's the pituitary that is uh, releases these hormones and things like this that help to run the thyroid. So that, that yeah. pituitary thyroid link is huge. Yeah. No one we're talking I don't know how many years we're talking maybe six or seven I didn't have the doctor I'm with now because I I live in Blackpool now and then I lived Manchester Leeds wherever I was nobody at that time checked my thyroid I was taken into hospital um for for being really poorly they did a brain scan to check for meningitis uh and found the swelling on my pituitary in in the brain scan um and then I was under a doctor for the pituitary gland for about a year and then kept having a scan and it, it went down and that was it that nobody said anything else. That was it. And this is this is sometimes the problem and this is the difference between conventional and functional medicine. Conventional medicine, you go to a doctor for a body part. So, you know, you went and had the brain checked and so you'll go to an endocrinologist have your thyroid checked and, yeah. you know, all of this and you go to different people. And that's the beauty of functional medicine is that it is a whole body approach. And yeah. we have these axes going on through the body, you know, everywhere with with everything. But, you know, we have um, particularly with thyroid, there is, you know, brain, thyroid, adrenal. There's an axis that runs between all of those. And that's where stress comes into it a lot as well, because your adrenals are very linked to your thyroid and your adrenals are the stress hormones. And 
that's where stress can become a trigger for thyroid. So everything is very interlinked. And I think looking at all those different body parts together and building that whole picture means that you can really take us kind of a full approach to to dealing with things and working on on your health. I 100% believe that for me, uh, a lot of all this has been brought on by stress and trauma. Um, do you and... still currently do anything for that? I know you said that therapy and things like that sort of over the trauma, but do you still do things for stress now actively or is it more for you? Is it more, uh, you know, the dancing on Instagram and the laughing and those sorts of things? Is that is that the stress relief? Yeah, like how uh, how lucky am I that I get to work with my best friend every day? <laughs> you know, we won dancing on ice together. We work on the radio show together every day and every day we do something ridiculous or something silly or we... we I've never had anyone in my life I laugh with as much as I laugh with him. It is so, uh, what's the word? Therapeutic. (laughs) Just is therapy. (laughs) And he says the same thing. Sometimes we'll walk in, we'll say something, we'll cry laughing, and he will go, you are my therapy, Haley. You are. And I I feel the same about him. And this is Dan. This is Dan. Dan Whiston. Dan's in my eyes, yeah. Yeah. We are, we are each other's therapy. And I think... We all need a Dan in our lives, that's what we we're saying. We do, we do. <laughs> um, I have a brilliant therapist. She's called Sari Taylor. She's on Instagram as well. She is one of the best, and I've had a couple, but she is just quite mind-blowing how she can solve something for you in an instant by just making you change how you feel about things, your mindset about things. And she has helped me so much with how I think, my thought process behind things. And probably it's, you know, a lot is down to her, the fact that I got this diagnosis and kind of went, oh, okay, right, let's not think negatively about this. This is all right. We can make this a good, you know, I'm, I've always been a positive person, but things do get you down in life, yeah, right? And I am, I am. Everybody's uh, human. We all, yeah. you know, we all have that. My God, yeah. You know, there's been nights over the past kind of year, God, where I've, just not known if how to make things work or how to carry on but we do we get through things yeah but even as positive as you are and obviously you you know you come across as a hugely positive person but even for positive people who are naturally that way there's still going to be times where it gets you down or you sort of yeah. think oh you know like <laughs> just today I've had enough you know that happens for everybody we're all human. Yeah. that's it that's yeah. a normal and tra- any form of trauma um on your body is going to make you ill it, yeah. it, it is. And the longer that you, you keep hold of that trauma and that stress, the longer you have that inside you, the the, the less your body can handle it. And, and I think that is where a lot of illness stuff comes from, you know, not in the doctory way, but just in that kind of that stress level. You, you can't take that much stress. No. You know, we, ju- we physically we do. And then we kind of collapse at the end of it. Yeah. You know? And life has got more like that. I think, you know, it's yeah. a lot more of a fast paced life these days that we live. So I think people, we're people all struggling. Feel like, yeah. Everyone we are struggling. Is struggling with money, yeah. with paying the bills, with how we're going to cope paying the mortgage next month. Everything, everything is stressful that you've got to find just a little bit of light relief in this madness, in this crazy yeah. world. We've got to find a little bit of light relief where we can just laugh for five minutes um and and I honestly feel a million times better when I've laughed I really do yeah I I love that I think that's um it's a really I think it's you know I said at the beginning of this the 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 point of this podcast is to spread positivity around these 
conditions and around chronic illnesses that you know people look on and say you know well I'm stuck with it for life now and it's putting a positive spin on that and it is so Mm. important and I you know you have you know instantly as soon as you know I approached you after I saw you on um morning TV yeah yeah and you were just so I just instantly saw that positive attitude around it and just knew that I wanted to have that conversation with you because thank you it's it is important I think to spread that message I hate the thought of anybody I'm I don't cope well with people being sad <laughs> I'm not good at it I've, I'm like a therapist myself I've got to instantly fix things and fix people and you know the thought of other people going through this and and not having an an answer yet or you've got an answer but you don't think it's ever going to get better so you may as well just you know I don't we can do this together you know and I said on the telly my door is always open on Instagram I mean not really my front door don't be coming around but (laughs) my Instagram door if you want to message me things I'll try and help the best way I can or point and we'll link your Instagram below yeah in the direction of people like you you know who is so helpful you know and it's a learning curve We're, we're learning we're just learning and yes I'm trying to take out gluten dairy am I am I 80 20 yes I am and I'm okay with that <laughs> I am okay with 80 that's 20. what we like <laughs> yes all about the mindset it be is. positive it is and we'll link we will link your Instagram below um so people can follow you and, and follow your journey and also watch the dances because I found watching those <laughs> gives me a little bit of a laugh and joy so maybe that can be people's little bit of positivity you know in what? Day. <laughs> that is why we do it we just yeah. want to put a smile on people's faces in this crazy world we're living in right now we just want to make people happy so if we're doing that then thank you we're doing good brilliant well we will put that in the show notes what I always ask people just to kind of everybody that I am interviewing for this I'm asking them the same sort of final question yeah what what little nugget of advice or information would you really want people to walk away from this conversation with what's the thing if they are going through Hashimoto's or getting a diagnosis or think it could be what's the one little thing you'd really love them to walk away from this conversation with just knowing that it's okay okay it's it's okay we can you can help yourself there's a whole bunch of people out there us two included me and you who will help in any way shape or form I've had strangers on Instagram messaging me just just random people messaging me offering me all sorts of help and advice and saying welcome to the Hashimoto's club you know one lady said it's not the best club to be part of but it's certainly not the worst and I loved (laughs) that you know we we can be positive about this and we can help each other and you can put your symptoms into remission hopefully if we can fantastic don't beat yourself up about this you know let's just do it together be positive be happy and laugh I love it a lovely final <laughs> message. Hayley, thank you so much for joining me and doing oh, this. I think the conversation you. is going to be so beneficial for so many people. So thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Good Health Podcast. Do share the episode with anyone who you think it may benefit or who may enjoy it. And help me spread the word by rating the episode or leaving a review. If you want more, you can find other episodes in the series on your podcast app or sign up to my free newsletter. Not only will you get information on new episodes launching, but we cover lots of health topics with the Ask Nicole section where you can send in your questions, my favourite recipes, my favourite products, tips and tricks to help you on the road to good health and much more. You can sign up free of charge at nicolegoodhealth.com forward slash newsletter, also linked below. 
I hope you have a lovely week. Don't forget to hit subscribe and I'll see you next time.